Just know you're not alone Cause I'm gonna make this place your News Radio 840 WHAS. Good Sunday morning. Bob Sikoler, the Louisville Real Estate Show. If you are here, congratulations. You remembered to set your clock back last night. Yes, indeed. And among those who are here for the show, we have Randy Rocky with Swan Financial at 6450736. He's already out in his vehicle working. Good morning there, Randy. Also here, Lee Harris, who is a legal counsel over at Limestone Title and Escrow. And she is, I don't know where she is right now, but coming to us via Zoom. And her direct cell is 649-7964. And my son, Greg, also out this morning in his car. Everybody's out early, I guess, with the moving the clock back. People are getting around on this thing. Yeah. Uh, Greg, good to have you here. So uh, in the news this week, uh, Wednesday of this week, Federal Reserve announced it would start unwinding its $120 billion monthly bond purchases. That's basically the, the headline, but the truth of the matter is the important part to all of us who are buyers and sellers is that uh, they are holding short-term interest rates where they are. Randy, so what does all that jargon mean? Reducing the pace of yeah. asset purchases is what is being said. So uh, the short-term interest rates don't really affect us a lot. Uh, that's the prime rate. So for long-term loans, that does not, you know, we're looking at 30-year fixed mortgages, which the asset purchase is the biggie, Bob. That, that means that, you know, the Fed has had uh, a big appetite, like a giant appetite, really, for buying bonds. Uh, and they're going to slow that down, which means rates will rise. Uh, and they already have. Uh, uh, rates have moved in the last two weeks about uh, uh -huh. three-eighths of a point. And I don't think that's going to slow down. I think we're going to probably – uh, in MLS number two, two four seven three. Yeah. Uh, I think we're going to probably see by the end of the year rates in the mid to upper threes on third really? fix. But the end and, of this year threes. And, yes. Yeah, yes, so, I do. Uh, I think it's going to be pretty aggressive. So a couple of quick notes. I believe that the Fed speak. I'm calling it Fed speak. Was simply to keep the stock market from going crazy. That's why they. They buried the lead right. on this thing, right? But they also said in the reports on Wednesday that mortgage companies had already raised up the rates in anticipation of the Fed raising short-term interest rates, which they haven't and will not probably do it until at least mid-next year. So maybe we'll see the long-term mortgage rates come down over the next couple of months. Thoughts? Well, I, I, I don't I don't I really I know this sounds crazy. I don't agree with that at all. Okay. I, 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 the short term rates don't really have a lot to do in, in most scenarios with long term rates. The, the prime has very little to do with the 30 year fix. Now, again, it does have some correlation, but yeah, that really doesn't move the needle for long term rates. All right. All right. In we're my gonna, opinion, we're going to move on <laughs> just well and we'll see who what, where it goes. But uh, that's what the time is all about. Just taking it one step at a time in more news. A new report is out that more than 14 million homeowners refinanced during the pandemic of 2020 and 2021. Uh, and the interesting thing is that represents an estimated $35 billion in savings to homeowners. But there's also another potential of $10 million worth of loans out there that could refi. So if you are thinking about it, we'll give you Randy's number. But refi definitely might be in the future for you. If you're planning on staying, Randy, how many years in a home to make it worthwhile refining? I think I think about two and a half years, and and right now probably uh, somewhere in the round the fifty percent range. Now I've really taken advantage of the rates, and if you're going to do it, the time is now uh, because I think you're going to really miss the boat if you don't. 
All right. Finally, uh, this story I had to use, even though it's a little late for Halloween. The, the, the truth is a survey just released. 83% of people polled had have had a paranormal experience at home. Greg, I don't know. Have you ever had a paranormal experience? I mean, I thought I just had one in a listing the other day. And oh, really? A nice dripping, leaky basement that I was doing <laughs> that needed a little TLC. I opened the door, and it made a little extra noise. I thought the house might have been telling me something, and I was like, all right, I got to get out of here real quick. Just, it happens, you know. Uh, just, just so you know <laughs> that uh, this group, uh, Clinch Home Services, a home warranty company, said the three paranormal experiences are hearing sounds, lights turning on and off, and hearing voices. And most respondents who indicate they've lived in a haunted house say they weren't totally surprised to experience paranormal and, phenomena. And correct, we've talked about this on previous shows, but Lee, yeah. we do not have to disclose stigmatized properties in the state of Kentucky, correct? Not unless you're asked. Not unless you're asked. We've gone down that, yes. You, if, you, if you know, you should always disclose. But if you have a haunted house, you don't have to put it. There's nothing in the, the disclosure saying that uh, Casper is in the basement. Moving on. The, we are around Halloween. Yeah, well, we passed it already. So, so just, yeah, I know. Yeah. I know. just so you know, it, it doesn't affect so much locally here, but around the country, the big story was that Zillow is facing big losses, quits flipping houses, and a layoff about a quarter of its staff. That's uh, basically because they stopped buying homes. Again, not a big deal here in the Louisville area but they were buying and selling homes and they ended up uh, with uh, losing money on this deal, which is their stock price. Yeah. Yeah. Limited. Yeah. Yeah. Let me, let me really, uh, and I, I, I very rarely try not to give an opinion on this, but this is it's such a great point, Bob, is mm. that you can only look at algorithms so long and you need a professional like you guys that understand the pricing of homes. And, and I can't emphasize enough how Zillow thought they had it figured out. Mm-hmm. And they went out and bought all these homes on these algorithms. But at the end of the day, you have to have somebody with you that's professional as you guys to come in and tell people what their house is worth. They, they couldn't what sell they them. Should be buying a home for. You're absolutely right. Well, they could, they too, could not sell just a too home. Many, it's it's the reason we're having an agent. There's, there's too many X factors in buying and selling a home that are out in the open and in the atmosphere, pricing, laborers, contract yeah. repairs. That's right. All sorts of things that if you don't have somebody on the ground, you're not protecting your investment. So you need that one person, not an algorithm, a person that can mm-hmm. see all those things coming. And algorithms just aren't there yet. Well, yeah. it's so funny you mentioned that. You know, yeah. artificial intelligence has taken over in a lot of areas. Yeah. I think that uh, we and the title companies and the real estate agents and the loan officers uh, for a very, very long time, uh, we have job security. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think really you're do. right. Uh, right. Uh, and, and this is a prime example. Let's move on. We got a lot of questions. By the way, if you want yeah, me sure. to come out, help you, give you an idea what your home is worth, it's a worth right now to give you a shameless plug. Bob Sekoler, 376-5483. By the way, if you want to see a hey, repeat Bob of, uses yeah. algorithms all the time. That's never, never, buddy. Kidding, Listen, I'm just joking. Yeah. I'm just joking. If you want to see a replay of today's show, you can go to LouisvilleAnswers.com. That's LouisvilleAnswers.com. It'll redirect you to our YouTube channel where you can see a video of today's show. Also, if you uh, want to hear um, what sellers are saying about us, head to LouisvilleSellersTalk.com. All right. We go to the the questions that have come in because we're doing these COVID shows. Basically, what's happening is we ask you to email us, bob at we sell louisville.com, and then give me a subject line radio question, and in the body of the email, send me what the question is, and then we'll get it on the air. We're limited because of technology via Zoom, but hey, at least we're on the air. Uh, Lee Roxy wrote in that her husband is headstrong, uh, but seems to back away from projects after he gets involved. Uh, he wants to buy their first house, but 
Roxy is worried that once they've moved forward, he'll have a change of heart and want to stay in their apartment. So she's asking you, Lee, what does she need to know to tell her husband about deadlines and pulling out of a contract to purchase a home if he changes his mind? Okay, good question. So once you are in a real estate contract, it's called a bilateral contract. Uh, So therefore, once you have signed that and all the terms are agreed upon, it is binding on both parties, buyers and sellers. So if the buyer were to enter into a binding contract and then change his mind, quote unquote, then uh, there really is no such thing. You can't cancel the contract. He could ask for a release from the sellers if they were willing to give it, but of course he probably would lose his earnest money at the very least. And there could be damages as well. If, if a buyer defaults on a, a, a contract, then uh, there could be damages. The, the seller may sell it for less, for example, or the real estate agents may claim their commissions or there may be carrying costs that they wouldn't have had had the buyer performed. So yeah. it's, um, you know, it's, it's, it's not something he should enter into lightly because it's not really something you could get out of unless there's an agreement. There are some contingencies, though, Roxy, I would tell you, call me or talk to Lee, and we can give you the some of the contingencies workarounds, but for the most part, there's, as Lee mentioned, there's no real way to get out once you're going forward. All right, and oh, by the way, uh, if you'd like to sign up for a new n- newsletter, which I think is pretty cool, we're selling Louisville.com will, if you punch in that URL, we're selling Louisville, that's W-E-R-E, selling Louisville.com, all one word. It'll take you to sign up to our newsletter. Randy, Martha just discovered that her identity was stolen. Her credit card rating has gone south, mm-hmm. and the credit card companies are working to eliminate the fraudulent cards created in her name. I'm hearing this is more and more uh, happening around the, the country right. and the world. She wants to know what's the process for getting back to a point where she'll be able to get a loan to buy a new home, and how long do you think it'll take? Uh, you know, it really does depend. And in a lot of situations, unfortunately, people have to go and, and spend uh, credit repair and get a re- credit repair specialist, which you have to be very careful who you use. Uh, there's a lot of bad ones out there and very few good ones, but there are a few good ones on credit repair. Uh, and, you know, you're looking between 500 and $1,000, and it can take between 30 days and six months. Okay. That depends on what's going on. I know at least one yes. of the people – on this phone call was has worked with getting his credit in great shape. And uh, Greg, can you, uh, you got a second? You, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But many, 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 many years ago as a youngster, your credit was in the, the dumper, but you were able to work with, well, I guess it, guy, wasn't, it wasn't too long ago. Listen, I, oh, okay. I well, I'm trying to give you, I, went, yeah. I you know, listen, I went to New York. I was, yeah. a, I had a decent job. I just spent a lot of money and I wasn't paying attention. Listen, I lived in New York. We weren't, we were not worried about ownership. <laughs> I got we it. But my, about having fun. Living, so, but my no. point is you yeah. were able to, how long did it take you to clear up your credit? Um, it was about from the time Randy got me hooked up with his people. It was about a year, about a year because I okay. knew I wanted to buy a house. So I went to Randy and said, what do we need to do? We got out in front of it. I knew my, my credit was in the dumper. And so we did what we needed to do, made, made the, the calls and, and all the good stuff with the credit repair company. And they took me through the process step by step. And a year, about a year and a half later, I went from like a 540 to a seven over a 740 and, there were some major things wrong that they caught that helped fix a lot. I mean, it was, it was amazing. Um, okay, and good. after that, it's, it's, been, it's in the past. If you want Randy's number, he'll get you in contact with his credit repair people um, on this. Uh, but for anybody who's listening, six, four, five, zero, seven, three, six is his direct number. This next question is for Lee and Lee, this is going to sound familiar because uh, Lee was uh, just gotten the middle of this and helping with what was going on. Joe was going to buy his first condo. 
And they have, Joe and his, uh, I guess his wife, have an accepted offer and later found out that the condo was in a floodplain, and, but it wasn't noted in the MLS that it was in a floodplain. So this can happen if a, a listing agent doesn't do the due diligence or in our case, we have my staff that looks up to see if a, a home or condo is in a floodplain, then the, the seller agent just doesn't have a clue, doesn't know, and is at the mercy of the seller who may or may not know it's in a floodplain. Well, anyway, the seller's agent is claiming that because the request to terminate the contract uh, came in after the deadline for inspections, the seller does not have to give back the money, the good faith money. Lee got involved. Lee, what was the response that you uh, you had given us to help uh, with Joe? Yes. So um, in Joe's situation, it's a little different than a normal situation where you have an inspection period. After that inspection period, uh, you're, you're, you're pretty much done with asking for anything or getting out of the contract for anything related to property condition or anything like that. But in this situation, basically the seller uh, knew or should have known that there was this uh, floodplain issue. They did not disclose that. It's a pretty major fact. It's a pretty major issue when someone is considering buying a property. Uh, number one, it could cost you money uh, for insurance. Number two, it could ruin all your stuff if, you, if there's a flood there. And mm -hmm. so if the seller concealed that, then really they're looking at a case of misrepresentation or fraud. And therefore, the seller is the one that's in the wrong. They should let Joe out of the contract and give him his earnest money back, or he can pursue those damages, which could be quite substantial for a misrepresentation like that. I know we appreciate this, and I make this point to all agents. I know a lot of agents listen to this show. Know that Lee is available to help all of us as agents if we get into a sticky wicket, as this one was. And you can reach Lee on her cell phone at 649-7964. That's 649 Six four. Lee is always available for us, and we do appreciate it. We are going to take a quick break. When we come back, folks, we're going to talk about ways to boost your curb appeal of your home. Really important. With us, joining us again, Randy Rocky Swan Financial, 6450736. Also, Lee Harris, Legal Counsel, Limestone Title and Escrow, 6497964. My son, Greg, is already out. He's flying his drone this morning for some photography for our clients, and uh, you can reach me. As we list and sell homes, we had a number of closings this past week. You can reach me at 376-5483. We're back in a moment on News Radio 840 WHAS. Need a home loan or refinancing? You need to talk to Randy Rocky at Swan Financial. Why have they become so popular? Because of our programs, our service, and our competitive rates. And now listen to this new program from Swan Financial. Yes, we have a 1% down program that also you will get 2% grant money from the investor. Call Randy Rocky today at 866-766-1920. Swan Financial, NMLS 2473 and 26362. Equal housing opportunity. Call for additional cost information, other restrictions may apply. This is Lee Harris, owner and attorney at Limestone Title and Escrow here in Louisville, Kentucky. We are an experienced team of processors and attorneys who will be happy to help you with your closing needs. We are known for our flexible closing times. We're open to nights and weekends, whatever suits you or your clients. We can help you provide a smooth and quick closing and help with difficult situations based upon our history of expertise and experience in closings. Call us anytime at 502-632-2277. 
Shopping for a home? The place to start is REMAX Properties East. Experienced, caring, top-producing agents who service all of Louisville and surrounding areas. On your computer or on your smartphone, head to homesinlouisville.com and sign into one of the most advanced home search sites in the country. That's homesinlouisville.com. Residential or commercial real estate, let the award-winning agents at REMAX Properties East help. Take the first step in your house hunting journey. Visit homesinlouisville.com or call 425-6000 today. Need a smart, innovative agent? Hi, I'm Barbara Corcoran. You know choosing the right agent is important, so you'll want to review their performance before hiring them. I love agents that invest their own money into smart marketing, which gets you more qualified buyers and more money for your home. Bottom line, you have to trust them. In Louisville, you can trust Bob and Greg Sokola. Like me, Bob and Greg understand cutting-edge marketing. Google Bob and Greg Sokola, and you won't go wrong. News Radio 840 WHAS, Sunday morning. We are here with you, and as you're here with us, you did remember to set your clock's back. Congratulations. Uh, with us, Randy Rocky, Swan Financial, 6450736, Lee Howard's Legal Counsel, Limestone Title, 6497964. My son Greg already out flying his drone, getting ready for this morning for a listing. And uh, you can reach me, Bob Sekulder, 37654483. And by the way, thank you, Barbara Corcoran, for your trust and commitment to us. And uh, we appreciate you and value your friendship. All right. So there are ways to boost your curb appeal. Whether you're thinking about selling or not, it's all about how do you make your house look as good so you have pride of ownership. So one thing is to freshen up your door, your front door. So you don't have to replace it. Just try giving it a makeover, a new coat of paint, a new address numbers, upgrade, upgrade some of the hardware, or even a decorative welcome mat, a brassy kick plate if you've got some marks at the bottom of the door. It all can help you to improve the curb appeal of your home. You can update your mailbox. You're still stuck with that old aluminum mailbox up front. Well, upgrade to a brick or another stylish look. You can also paint an old box to look new or replace it if the pole is rusted, but certainly paint does a lot to go a long way to make it look good. Make a porch... Uh, more inviting. If you have a front porch, which we love front porches, make it look a little bit more than bland by adding a sitting area with chairs or a rug, make sure it's an outdoor rug, or install a bench swing. Potted plants and warm lighting also go a long way. I would suggest with the cold weather here, those potted plants be plastic so you don't lose them. Clean up the exterior. I just did some cleanup. I got cut on my hands this past weekend, uh, pulling uh, plants out that had died. It's your own fault. You should have worn gloves. You're right. But I was also harvesting seeds from these plants to plant next spring for beauty. So I do. And I couldn't play with the seeds to get them out. If anyway, you understand what I'm talking about. So um, you want to clean up the exterior, maybe power wash the brick siding, give your shutters a new coat of paint. But remember, I believe it needs to be 60 degrees or warmer if you're going to use outdoor paint. Fix any holes or stains in the driveway. You'd be surprised what a little deep cleaning can do. And finally, outline your garden. Add a new layer of mulch. Install pavers around the outside of each garden area. I know our my daughter, Lauren, Greg's sister, used to like to do those concrete things that they come in and they pour around your, your trees and shrubs with concrete. Anyway, they make the yard pop. And again, wait for the Warmer temperatures come next year for putting in some flowers. All right, back to the phones we go. Well, in this case, emails that are coming in via our COVID show. So, uh, Randy, Billy is actually going to be out of town for her closing next week. 
and she's wondering how can she close on her house she was able to remotely before by doing DocuSign through uh, documents, but she'd like to know how can she sign if she's going to be out of town. Yeah, and that would be more on, uh, I mean, it's a metal way, but Lee, won't you, can you kind of elaborate on that? Yes. Um, we can do remote closings. Uh, if you're out of town, we can send somebody to meet you, a, a, a notary. Mm -hmm. um, and now we, there's also capabilities of e-signing uh, that has been passed and is, is considered legal now. So it doesn't matter where you are, we can get your closing done. So don't worry about that. Oh, that's good. Now, wait, does, will all banks allow e-signing? So it's basically via a computer? Uh, I'm not yet? sure that all will, but it is, it is becoming a trend. I'm not sure that all will, but okay. definitely if your bank does not allow e-signing, then just uh, ask your closer to send you a remote notary and they can literally come to you on the beach or uh, in a hotel or wherever you happen to be. And I should tell you, not all closing attorneys do that, but Limestone does. And we'll be giving out Lee and uh, Limestone's number again in just a little bit. So you may want to have a pen and paper ready. By the way, if you'd like to read reviews on uh, Zillow and Google, you can do that now very easily for us. Go to LouisvilleZillow.com or LouisvilleGoogle.com and you'll see our reviews. We're pretty proud of them. Also, Greg, flying his drone, just out of curiosity, if you might be wondering, is there a better day for the photographer of your home to take pictures? Is Absolutely. there a better time to take pictures? So, Greg, very quickly, I know you just wrapped up some shooting. So, is there a better day? What is the days? What are the days that you you prefer to shoot pictures of our listings? Well, obviously, it's not day of the week. It's it's going to be the flexibility of your photographer or your agent being able to get somebody out there at the right time because sun placement, depending on where your house faces, is it north facing, south, east, west? Is there a time of the day that the sun doesn't hit the front of your house? Some homes have shade all day, so there's a time of the day, either early morning or at nighttime when you're not battling the shadows because, as we know, that very first picture that you put up on the MLS that everyone sees for the very first time is the most important picture that you can capture. And if it's other than perfect, which I don't allow, then, you know, that's what you get. And and you have an app that actually helps you determine when the sun is going to be in what direction. Yeah, I mean, listen, yeah. most most at the end of the day, you, you, you can pull up Google Maps. If you know the sunrise on the east sets on the west, that's great. Uh, the app helps to fine-tune the exact time if, if a home, um, depending on the time of year. You know, it's shorter days in the winter than in the summer, so you gotta you got to be able to play according. You prefer cloudy versus sunny or mid mix? What do you prefer for shooting uh, aerial? Uh, never, never, you never want to go midday when the sun is highest in the sky and it's the brightest when you get the most shadows and kickback. Uh, so early morning, uh, clouds are fine. You can do some, some cloud replacing, but obviously you don't do any misrepresentation. You can't remove uh, power lines, things like that. All agents mm -hmm. know that. Um, but, yeah, there are certainly times, places, and ways to get the best picture possible. All right, Lee and Randy, Robert wants to know, do you know how the homestead exemption works? He has a home valued at $500,000 on PVA. He turned 65, so how much will Robert save in yearly taxes? Lee, I know you've been looking into that for us. Randy may or may yes. not know. Yeah, what do you got? Yeah. For 2021 to 2022, the reduction for the exemption is $40,500. So basically, if you are 65 and you own your home or lived in your home on January 1st of that year, so if someone lived in a home January 1st of 2021, they can apply for this homestead exemption. It will take $40,500 off the value of your taxable home, and so therefore you'll save that amount uh, every year for, from now on. So let's, And well, it'll, let's, it'll change, but that's what you, you save every year. And the first time you apply, you don't have to apply afterward. But the, 
let's just say $40,000. I thought it was based on the price of your home. So if it was worth $100,000, it would be less. But let's not go there. $40,000, what does that actually mean in savings to Robert or anybody who's listening who goes for a 25,000, the 25% tax credit? So if they're getting $40,000, I guess it depends on their tax basis. It's, it's, a, it, it's about $400. Okay. Well, Property it's not, tax. it's not yeah. like 40,000 off of savings, but 400 is a, at least in Randy's world is a good dinner. Right. I think that's <laughs> for sure. So, good to know. All right. Randy, so, are you flying high or something? He, oh, he's a high flyer. Hanging out Listen, all the hot spots? He knows his way around this town. So let me just point out if you are 65 and have not uh, filed for the homestead exemption, you want to call them. Uh, they'll direct you to, they'll send you a form and, uh, and you'll be able to fill it out and send it in via mail. They don't do email, believe it or not. They do mail. So there you go. Randy Matthew missed a couple of mortgage payments. He's wondering what happens to his credit. He was planning on refinancing his home. I guess he was one of those thinking about refinancing uh, in the next couple of months, but now he's worried he won't be able to do it. If he's missed, he says, and let me repeat, uh, he, he missed a couple of payments, a mortgage payment or two. Well, it's it's terrible for your credit. Uh, probably the worst thing you can do is miss a mortgage payment. So uh, usually it's going to take 12 months, uh, six months minimum, to even think about doing anything as far as refinancing. Oh. Wow. Okay. That's that's hopefully – Matthew, hopefully that helps you. I'm not sure that's a good, what you wanted to hear, but that's what it is. So don't – the lesson to take away on this question is do not – I guess you can be up to 30 – Days late, do I remember, without Randy losing or getting into trouble with your credit? I think it's 30 days late, correct, without it? That, that, is, that is correct. You, yep. you have to – now, you can't send mail in the payment. It actually has to be processed the month of – so February 1st, your payment's due, you know, on the 28th. It has to be actually processed and through for it not to be 30 days late. Got it. All right. Lee, Sarah says she's selling her home disclosed in the disclosure that the stove does not work properly. A repair request just came in from the buyers buying her home. This is a really interesting question. And came back and says the buyer, uh, they want her to repair the stove. And she's saying, no, no, that can't happen. I disclosed that it wasn't working. Sarah asks, can a buyer ask you to repair something even if it's disclosed in an item like the stove that's not working. Just FYI, parenthetically, and a uh, friend of Sarah who lives in Lexington says, there, a seller does not have to repair if an item's disclosed in the local disclosure. So that's at least what she's saying. What are your thoughts? You were former, one of the head, the legal counsel for our real estate commission. So you know if anybody has that, what do you say on this? Uh, yes, so anything, an inspection or a repair request is supposed to be to dis discover latent defects or things that the seller did not know about. And so therefore you get this opportunity to have an inspector come in and find things that they might not have known about and then ask for those to be repaired. If something is disclosed upfront and it's going to be something that could be an expense, that should be dealt with in the negotiation of the price uh, upfront. If, if something is disclosed, you're not supposed to ask, wait till the repair request to ask for it because it's already been told to you. You could say in your offer, I'm gonna offer you $500 less because I need to get a new stove. But to come back later and ask for something that's already been disclosed to you is not correct. So one more follow-up question here. So if in this case, it was disclosed, the stove doesn't work, 
And that's the only issue on the repair request. And the buyer says, nope, it's got to be done or I'm walking and I want my good faith money back. Will she be able to get the good faith money back if Sarah disclosed it and that was the only repair? Uh, the, the money should go back to the buyer unless the buyer is in breach. And so the argument there would be, did the buyer breach the contract by asking to walk away because of the stove that was already disclosed? And the answer is probably yes, because they already knew it. But then there is a provision in the Louisville contract, which allows for them to have an inspection and walk away for any reason. So at that mm. point, they could ask for their, uh, their earnest money back under just under that broad language. And get it back. Got it. Right. So, folks, you see, this is it. we walked this really fine line of what's legal, what's allowed. Thank goodness we have people who are experts in our industry who are available to us. We want to thank, as we wrap up, Lee Harris, Legal Counsel, Limestone Title and Escrow, 649-7964. Thanks, Lee, for being here. Randy Rocky. Thank you. Thank you, baby. Well, Randy Rocky, Swan Financial, does a great job over there, 645-0736. Thanks, Randy, for being here as well. My son, Greg, who's, uh, you, if, you, if you watch a replay, you'll see him uh, working on his drone, flying it, and coming back down again, or at least not just flying. Check out, just check out my Instagram. Instagram, okay. My son, Greg, and you can you can reach me anytime at 376-5483. That's Bob Segolder, 376-5483, by the way. If you are thinking of selling and you haven't been able to sell or you want to sell in the near future or down the road, go to louisvillehousedoctors.com, fill out our form, I'll give you a call, and yes, we make house calls in there free of charge. Thanks again for being here, everybody. See you next Sunday on News Radio 840 WHAS.